You are traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sound, but of muddled memory. A journey into a wondrous land, whose Mr. Monopoly is wearing a monocle, a realm in which Febreze has two E's. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Mandela Effect. It's time to delve in a delicious cup of coffee. Hi, hi, you're just in time for coffee. Somebody get me some coffee! Want another cup of coffee? Good, the last drop. Don't forget your coffee! And bite into some tasty conspiracies. This is Coffee and Conspiracies. Welcome to Coffee and Conspiracies, where a couple of clueless college kids review fresh brews and debate conspiracy views. I'm your host, Riley. I'm joined by our other host. Hey, guys. What's going on, everyone? This is Logan. Uh, and today we have a wonderful guest joining us. Uh, actually, a returning guest. We've had you on before. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Colton Day. I'm back again for the second time, and glad to be here. I'm very excited. It's good to have you. Um, not only were we joined by Colton, today we are actually trying a coffee that is local, or at least more local to our area than, um, <clears throat> at least more local to our area than anything else we've tried um, on the show. It's from the Milk brand, which is spelled M-Y-L-K-E, um, and they are, um, you know, I'm not too sure exactly where they're from, but they're in Kentucky nearby where we record. Uh, we're trying Milk's number 34, which is a red honey coffee. Um, and I'm already enjoying it. But today we have a very fun topic to go along with a very fun coffee. Um, Colton, do you want to introduce the topic? Yeah, this is... I can go ahead. Was this your idea? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it I, was. I, I sent the idea in the chat. Yeah. Uh, everything is not as it seems, and that is the Mandela effect. So go ahead and give us like a short summary or intro into the Mandela effect. I cannot give a textbook definition, but if you know deja vu, it's pretty much like the opposite of deja vu. You remember something as something else, and then you actually look it up, and it's not what you remember. You could know that your entire life, and then it's just not that. That's, I feel like that's a very apt description of what the Mandela effect is. Very, very, like very much so. It's, it's the exact opposite of deja vu, just like Colton said. It's like you're remembering things that aren't actually true. Now, I think, isn't the Mandela effect, like, a little bit uh, more nuanced, isn't it, when, specifically when those false memories are shared by people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know, um, oh, gosh, what's the really prevalent example? It's like, it's like some movie. Um, oh, just, the Wizard, okay, so another, oh, so really great example that I think Riley's going, is a, in The Wizard of Oz, what, what color are the slippers? Uh, wait, what? And The Wizard of Oz, what color are the slippers? Okay, so I, I have a confession to make. You don't ever seen The Wizard of Oz? I've have never you? seen The Wizard of Oz. Well, they're red. The ruby slippers in the movie. Whatever, and everyone remembers them being ruby slippers. Well, in the mm-hmm. actual story, they're silver. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And in the actual, and like the actual Broadway production, they're silver. But well, everyone see, remembers them being ruby because of the movie. Because of the movie. Well, I, I think it's a little bit different, though. Because I, I know um, the, the main example, some, some of the examples I found would be like uh, the Berenstain Bears. Um, like the Berenstein Bears. Exactly, in the Berenstein Bears. Like Bear, yeah. I actually until I was doing research on this, I always thought it was Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Uh, spelled like the end of it spelled S T S T E I N. Instead of T A I N. But it's T A I N. And it's the Berenstein Bears, not yep. the Berenstein Bears. I mean, and I've done many a Berenstein Bear pun. Yeah. Um 
And <laughs> indeed, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. Or like another really prevalent one. I'm just going to simply ask, does Curious George have a tail? Oh, no. Wait. Hold on. I, I can remember him having one and him not having one. I don't one. think he does. He does not. But like I, when everyone, I'm picturing him, I see a tail. But everyone yeah. remembers him with having a tail. Um, another one in uh, a very, very popular movie. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. What does Darth I Vader remember. tell Luke? I know this one. I, I've, I've heard this. I think that's where you're going with the movie. This one he there. says, I believe, I am your father. He doesn't say Luke, mm, I am your father. No, he that's also Luke. incorrect. So the Look two number one things that are quoted as Darth Vader saying is, Luke, I am your father. And? And I am your father. Both fully incorrect. It is. Um, his, it is a, because it is a response to Luke saying, you killed my father. He says, no, no, I, I am, am your, your father. father. Mm. Um, which is, I mean, I, I've, I have lost trivia nights because of that <laughs> until I was like, okay, I'm going to go sit down and memorize this. It's like, I'm going to remember <laughs> this to actually be true. So I don't keep getting screwed out of some like free gift cards. Here, here's the, here's the one. Um, okay. So, um, the one that I was mentioning. Uh, have you guys heard of the uh, the 1990s movie titled Shazam, uh, starring Sinbad? Oh, have you guys, I know. Have you guys yes, I've heard, heard about this not, one. No, but you've heard of it. Not have even heard, heard of it. it? I've heard. No. I, I know all you've about this movie? one. Yes, I've heard about this. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a common one that's referred to because there's a lot of people um, who remember this 1990s movie called Shazam, starring Sinbad as a genie. Um, literally never existed. Never. I mean, never but, but there are. I mean, there are thousands of people you could poll and be like, do you remember this movie? Shazam and they'll be like, oh, I remember man. seeing that movie or I remember hearing about that movie. Like, I see, yeah, I've seen the I've seen the art for it. Never existed. That's Never. so interesting how it's not just one person. It's a shared Multiple memory people. of Multiple everything like people. this. All right. I got I got another one. So I mentioned this to Riley before we started about uh, Febreze. Um, so. I mentioned earlier, because this article I pulled about the Mandela effect was like, oh, the thing that you've been keeping your home fresh and clean for many, many years is not Febreze. And I'll ask, and I'm gonna explain why here in a second. One of you spell Febreze for me. Isn't it F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E? Nope. What? It is F-E-B-R-E-Z-E. Everyone adds an extra E to it. Wait, are you serious? I'm being it's not dead. two E's? Nope, I'm being dead Come serious. on, that's, there's no way that's true. It is one E. That's not right. Oh, oh, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's it's one e. So how would that be pronounced? Would that be like? Is it like Febreze? Febreze? I have no clue. I, I, I think it still can be pronounced Febreze, Febreze. but everyone just assumes because wrong. of the like the long e sound. They add a double. They have an add a double. You can have a long e without um or short e technically. That's a short e uh, without having um a double e sound because that e at the end. It's supposed to like activate that short ease. Sorry, I'm getting really into my grammar rules right now. Um, this is my mother talking because this is stuff that she explained to me when I was growing up as a kid. My mom's an English teacher, so the the, the um, excuse my tangent for a second. Um, but kind of change the direction of the conversation here for a second. Does anyone actually know how the Mandela effect theory? became prevalent or like what started it uh, something to do with Nelson Mandela yeah, it is Nelson exactly Mandela. to do with something with Nelson Mandela so here's how it started according to uh, goodhousekeeping.com I love my random websites so <laughs> yeah. much Logan's random websites yeah I just I just typed in Mandela effect and hit the first thing that popped up I was like this is perfect um, so let's start with the reason we're all here right Nelson Mandela who this theory is named after died in 2013 however everyone swears 
by like the Bible, their mother's grave. I don't care what everyone swears. Nelson Mandela died in prison in the eighties. Yeah. In the 1980s. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's not only that it's people like people remember seeing news coverage. Right. About Nelson Mandela dying, dying in prison, prison in 1980. I mean, like there are people who would cite what news source they were watching. Cause they were like, yeah, I remember hearing about that. That was crazy. No, he didn't die till 2013. He even actually served as president of South Africa from 94 to 99. And people still think he died in the and 80s. People, people still think he died in the 80s, which wow. is interesting. It is. It is It is vastly interesting about the, the, the amount, not only the amount, but <clears throat> the type or the variety of things that people misremember with this theory. And we've already we've already covered cartoons, we've covered household products, we've covered movies, we're covering political figures like it can be now, what anything. about physical objects? Another another great example of the Mandela effect. Uh, a very well documented example that actually was the basis of a study, um, like a, a scientific study. Um, have you guys did you guys ever hear about and I really hope it's pronounced this way because I know this is the fully American pronunciation, but we're just gonna roll with it. Uh, the Baloney Central Railway Station um, in, I think it was in France. No, in Italy. Yeah. What about it? So um, in the Baloney Massacre bombing in August 1980, this specific railway station clock was damaged and stopped working. Right. Okay. They did a study in 2010, um, and 92% of the respondents to this study falsely remembered that the clock had remained stopped since the bombing when in fact it was repaired very shortly after the attack. Now mm. now if you go look it up it is actually set to the exact time of the bombing um but it's done that's done as a memoriam in observance and commemoration of the bombing right. but but like when they when they did this study like people said it hasn't been working since the bombing See, but that's... it had been that's an interesting one because I feel like a simple quote unquote explanation as to why people would misremember that and the Mandela effect took over is simply because that's just what happens when something tragic happens, when something, you know, I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the term earth shattering. All right. Let's just go with that for a second happens. The, the there's always clocks around like whenever something and it always stops. Right, there's, there's been multiple times where something's exploded and the clock stopped and it stayed on set clock. I'm pretty sure there's a clock in Hawaii that's a similar way, like some like an explosion happened, a nuclear bomb went off, and well, it didn't really cause any issues. It because of the like magnetic force of it, it caused the clocks to stop and the clocks never got like turned um, back on. If you ever go to Japan, Hiroshima, where the nuclear right. bombs drop, they have a museum and all the clocks there are stopped at one exact time i believe it's like 8 16 or something like the that bomb got, it's whatever the bomb got yeah dropped, and it's really it? spooky to see yeah it's very well creepy. what i'm saying is that i think it's this that's uh the explanation for that is that people have been just so ingrained to believe that that's what happens therefore their brains just kind of make that jump to conclude like they make that assumption right that that's going to stay that way and then but things that actually got fixed so people just assume that they clocked had stop but when it actually didn't everyone was you know blown away like Oh, that's crazy. And I think that might be an explanation as to why a lot of the Mandela effect takes place. Because I'm pretty sure it's accurate that Nelson Mandela was in prison in the 1980s. Like, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. So everyone just kind of assumed that during that time period, especially, I mean, and this may be, you know, racially motivated or, you know, just lack of knowledge. But everyone assumed, oh, you're in a foreign country in a prison. Ah, you're going to be dead. 
like that. I think that. it makes that interesting, though, is people say they've seen news reports and live coverings of that happening. That that and would that dismantle me, my entire explanation, and I'm completely okay with that. But that I'm makes that me think about may it. be something that's possible here. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure, because my personal theory about what is so prevalent about the Mandela effect is the fact that, like Riley mentioned earlier, what was interesting and I I think is super interesting as well is the fact that. They're not only the variety and, um, you know, level of intensity of what is misremembered is all is prevalent, but also the fact that it could be go from one person to like groups and populations of people misremembering things. Yeah. So my personal theory behind it is I think that we have these moments of like peering and then this, I'm going to get really weird with this. So just stay with me. Peering into like uh, seeing how an alternate like timeline path could go, and us thinking that we're on that, and then we have to like be remembered that we're not on that said timeline path mm-hmm. in order to like quote unquote course correct. Mm-hmm. And then re- this is coming from like the people. Let's just say the Illuminati because that's the best people to quote unquote blame. Because Always maybe the Illuminati. Right, thank you, thank you, Colton. The Illuminati is helping us course correct on a t- on the timeline. And they're the ones making sure that we're staying on track of, you know, this is what actually happened, not this. But maybe they're the ones that led us to believe that it happened in the first place. I don't know. Let's talk about it and see what we think. Oh, it's a lot. It's it's not solid in any sort of way. It's it's kind of a, again, it's just another explanation as to possibly why this is actually a thing. I mean, yeah, there's like... There's a lot of theories that the Mandela right. effect is like proof of, you know, parallel universes and stuff, which is, I mean, it's kind of cool to read about. It's kind of a fun thing to think about. I don't know how I feel about it, you know, That's but um, existing knowing there's another me out there doing the exact same thing, but slightly different because it's a parallel world. It gives me more of an uneasy feeling. Like, I'm not the I only Colton out there. Exa- see, it's, it's the uneasiness of losing your. Um, I guess like losing your individuality, individuality, yeah. maybe losing your personhood. Um, which I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I would still, I was like, it kind of the close that out or kind of with the final thought on that. I still think that I, I get what you're saying about losing the individuality because you're meeting another you, but I still hold true to the fact that you're still different. Like you're still your own individual yeah, because yeah. you're not exactly the same as that other you and standing in front of you. But that that's, is true. That's yeah. my personal take on that. Okay, I mean, but, like, talking about the Mandela effect and sort of the the slight little tangent we're, we're beginning to delve down, the Mandela effect really is a subcategory of false memory, which mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite things to study in psychology. So, now, before I make this point, I'm actually, I want, if you guys are cool with it, I want to do a actual, like, it is a um, accepted psychological test. Go for on it. On you guys. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. I'm going to read you a list of words. Later on, I'm going to come back. I'm going to ask you to recall, I'm going to give you another list of words and ask you to recall which of those words I said. Um, These are called, it's called a DRM memory list. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to, again, I'll read you a list of words, maybe in 10 minutes um, through us recording and stuff. We'll come back to it. I'm going to give you another list. You're going to tell me which of those words I read. Okay. Okay. So here's your list. Fear. Temper. Hatred. Fury. Happy. Enrage. Emotion. Rage, hate, mean, ire, mad, wrath, calm, fight. So okay. think about those. Keep them in your mind. Um, so, but the what I was going to go down. Promises. 
False memory, right? False memory, it's a super fun topic to talk oh, yeah. about because nobody wants to believe that your brain is flawed, but inherently as fascinating and powerful and magnificent as the human brain is being, uh, being one of the most effective like examples of a functioning computer system and biology that work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just human brains. Like this is just brains in general. I mean, if you, you right. can see how insanely intelligent some animals are, I mean, just cause they can't socially communicate on the level right. we can doesn't mean they aren't, but they are flawed. Like they're, they're super flawed. So, <clears throat> To give an example from myself, I have a very distinct memory of being in a classroom with one of my close friends, uh, actually my freshman year of college. Like, this is where this memory is from. Okay. I have this memory of us being in the class and him looking over to me um, and, uh, like, starting to talk to me about the previous class period I had missed, like the, the, the last, the previous day of class that I'd missed, and was telling me that he was having, <laughs> he was having really bad gas, and he was like, like he knew that he was gonna, he was gonna fart, and so he picked up his textbook, he dropped it on his desk, and like he messed it up, he delayed because he was supposed to, he was gonna try to drop it as if he dropped his textbook to cover up his fart, he dropped it, and then he did, so everybody heard it, like everybody looked at him and heard it, super embarrassing moment, right? That's hilarious to be completely. Honest. I distinctly remember, like. Him telling me, I remember other people telling me, like, after being like, oh, that thing, that was hilarious, and him being super embarrassed. Uh, that's a story from Reddit. What? That's not something that ever actually happened to my friend. <sighs> it's not something he ever told me either. Wow. I was talking really? to him the other day, and I was like, man, do you remember when this happened? He goes, what are you talking about? And, and this is one of my closest friends. I mean, like, but never, he never even told me about it. Some of the people that I remember being like, oh, yeah, it was hilarious, weren't even in the class that, that we were in together. Hmm. That I remember them coming up to me in that, like, like after, at the end of that class, in that class. And wow. Me. But I have that distinct memory, which, like, I can sit here and say, like, irrefutably, like, I, I remember it vividly. Like, I can remember that happening, but it's a, it is 100% a false memory. Never, never happened. Wow. And that's sort of what the Mandela effect goes down, because it's not just false memory, but it's false memory that is a shared experience through a bunch of people, which is where we can get into the interesting stuff, like some of the conspiracies people. Have. Oh, there are. I have so right. many. That well, I've seen. and what's what's interesting about that is I had a similar thing happen a while ago. So I completely I feel you on the whole false memory thing. Mine was a little bit different though. I could have sworn that it was one person who told me a specific piece of information. Like I, I like like timeline. Let's just set up a quick timeline real quick. I talked to one person about one thing. I talked to another person about said similar thing, and then I brought it up again to one of those individuals saying, oh, yeah, it was this person. Like, no, it was me. Right? So we have our little timeline here. My point of confusion comes in, I don't, of these two individuals, I don't know which one I talked to first. That, that's where the point of confusion came in. I know one of them, or both of them told me a similar piece of information. I just don't remember who told me first, which led me to misremember or choose, I guess, which one did tell me first. And I said it, and they're like, no, it was me. And I was like, honestly, I don't remember. But I do remember it being this person. I just I couldn't remember who I had spoken to first, but I do remember it being this one specific person because of certain events that had happened. See, that's really interesting. And not only does that point to the flaw of how our brains work, it also points to the efficiency. Because right. you can imagine, like, if you're thinking about a brain like a computer, right, your, um, your long-term memory 
is it's essentially your hard drive, right? Mm-hmm, your right. short-term or, or what's actually referred to, uh, which is another thing. Short-term memory is not a term that's used uh, like scientifically. It's working memory. I know that's a slightly heard, newer that. change. That's not like false memory Mandela effect. But no, that's just a fun I've, thing. Heard, I've heard working memory um, before. But yeah. your working memory is like your, your RAM. Um, which for anybody who doesn't use a computer, it's like your your processing speed. Your processing speed. It's what will allow you to have stuff actively open. Anyway, um, so in order for anything that you experience throughout the day, for you to ever remember it, it has to go from your working memory to your long term memory. And there's many ways that you do that. Your your brain writes memories throughout the day, but especially while you sleep. Right. But the problem is, um, if you've ever used a storage device for any sort of computer or anything, or a phone or literally anything. If you start packing data in there, just downloading everything that you encounter, you're going to run out of space. Oh, yeah. Um, and so there's two things that happen, right? You start deleting what you don't need, and you start grouping up and merging things that are similar. So what happened with you, with you there, like you're, you're having a conversation with one person about something. Mm-hmm. Same day you have a conversation with another person about something that, like you said, was similar. Right. I, I right. Didn't, so your brain's just going to go it information, was about information. the same thing. I had just been told it by a different person. Exactly. I just couldn't remember... Who told me first? So instead of trying to store all of that separately and everything, it's going to make it harder to remember. Right. It's going to take up a lot more brain power. It's just going to, like, who cares who told you, right? It's the information yeah. that matters. Exactly. That's it I'm merges saying. the information and writes it. I have a question for you both. It, I don't know if it counts as a false memory or not, but have you? do you guys have dreams that you can still vividly remember as if they were real from, like, years, years, years yes. back? Yes, yeah, 100%. Would those be false memories? Because they, even though you remember them, they didn't actually happen. They're a dream. I don't know if it's false memory, but it's tricky because, like, normally you wake up from a dream. You forget uh, At it. least for me. And it's boom, gone. Yeah, I I mean, immediately. It. But there, there are some that, I mean, I can, I, I will also say most of them are, like, real bad nightmares, for me at least, mm-hmm. that I can vividly remember, which might be pointing to something for how fear um, is can be ingrained into a memory and make it so yeah. real. So yeah. uh, to kind of take that to another point, uh, I kind of subscribe to the uh, Dr. Strange school of thinking when it comes to this. And that is the um, dreaming is you looking into like the lives of your like mirror, se- quote unquote mirror selves or your other, like other lives. Like, across I have some the really interesting lives in the other world. Yeah. yeah gonna, like, I've had some pretty interesting dreams. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I fully subscribe to that. But I do think it's interesting to think about, like, you know, there is ways that we can potentially kind of where I wanted to go. I'm going to I'm going to Neil deGrasse Tyson just for a second. Um, Something that I, I learned from a science teacher in middle school, and I, I will fully disclaim I, this science teacher has said a lot of things. Um, And I don't know. How, like, this is the same guy that told me that the Virgin Mary was buried under the Louvre. I think we need to actually research that and see if that's actually true, if there's an actual theory behind that or not. But I'm this, sure there is. what was that? I'm sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is. But the, they, like, he gave a whole explanation as to why the Virgin Mary was buried under the Louvre. I don't want to get into that right now. But the point, is, but I'm saying that's how incredulous like this information this this guy would uh, posit is. Right. Well, one of the things I kind of was just interesting because he was a physics teacher, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, Mr. Parks, uh, what about string theory? Like, I always wanted to talk about string theory because string theory is so interesting. And he li- basically looked at me and goes, "Here's the basic tenets of string theory: everything exists within the same space. However," Because of how we currently interpret light and, you know, reflections and, like, you know, the sun being filtered through the atmosphere, things like that, right? And the fact we can only see infrared and, you know, x-ray and things like that, right? If we were to figure out a way to adjust our eyes to see different veins of color, like different 
frequencies of color, theoretically, we could. That's what separates us from the other world, like the multiverse. Interesting is being able to change hmm. how we perceive light, because we all exist with the same. Like right now, the example he gave me is that right now, the three of us in an alternate dimension are having the same exact conversation, except Riley's wearing a red hat. Um, you'd be wearing uh, regular blue jeans, and I'm drinking tea. Like that's that, but we're all currently in conspiracies, <laughs> right? But we're all currently occupying the same space. We just can't see each other because of how we interpret light in our eyes. That is interesting, right? That's very really interesting. interesting. So I think those moments of like us, quote unquote, seeing other realities, simply like our lie, our eyes just kind of dipping into the light frequencies a little, frequencies a little bit, and then having to like course correct because I, I don't know, our brains aren't powerful enough to be able to handle the. Uh, the you know let's, let's let's imagine it's like hooking up a um new gen core processor to like an old a desktop computer like that would fry the desktop computer completely because of mm-hmm. how much the processing speed is to require or the power the amount of power it requires to use said process a core processor um <sighs> kind of off the top of that my favorite theory regarding the mandela effect and it's so outlandish it I mean who knows it could be true is that Every time that the world is about to end, it, we get some higher power or group shifts us to another universe, and that is why we remember things differently. That's kind of I actually kind of like that. that. That's pretty cool. Like that one, I think, is really cool compared to all the other ones. That's a I, very fun theory, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it hits all the good points. You've got the higher power or secret organization into the world, uh, alternate realities. But no, I mean, that's a cool theory, though. Like, it's very intriguing and interesting. No, that yeah. is. Well, and that that's kind of funny because I mean, think about in our history of you know everything, how many times the world could have ended or almost did end. But so like, many times. So oh, like it, right now, you know, I, I remember you posting about this in the chat the other day about the virus. Yeah, thing the that's fungal out, infection. And, and you're like, <laughs> the last of us, of us was right, life. and I was like, oh my gosh, if this is actually the case. But I, I think I think we've been outrunning like. Like we we as humans have built up so much negative karma in the universe that it's finally catching up to us. Yeah, humans do some really bad, like really bad, bad things. A lot of I mean, bad a lot things. of us do good, but man, do we do a lot of bad? It is not. It does not outweigh the other. The scales well, are not balanced. I mean, and I guess like that that it creates a fun thought experiment that um, regarding like how much we love the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, think about it. Yeah. Again, we, we talked about The Last of Us. Like this is super, super popular game that they've also just, just like turned into a TV show. That's it's right. Like not not that they're a sponsor or anything, because we could never be that good, but I love it. Um I've watched it twice through already. But I mean, like, we've got that. We have like what? Uh The Walking Dead, we've got um the the twenty eight later series we've got world war z i mean a lot of it's like zombie apocalypse because that's what like people that's the most prevalent you've got uh, i mean oh god like what war of the worlds um is a good apocalypse wait tom cruise war of the worlds any i mean i'm talking i'm thinking more of like the original radio drama okay yeah that works works too oh man was it i was thinking the big like alien shit whatever they're called that come out of the ground and just start you're talking tom cruise world yeah that's what i was thinking yeah i mean you've got like there's but but if you think about it if i were to say name an apocalypse ip i guarantee you've got at least three oh it's so easy i mean there's so many I, I mean, and it's it's movies, it's TV shows, it's games. You got stuff like Project Zomboid, everything uh, from that. A big to, one that people don't talk about enough is books. Like for the yeah, like, there's so oh many. Like, so one many. of my and I remember talking about this with you guys one time. One of my favorite book series of all times that I read in middle school is called Rotten Ruin. 
it is a like four four book series about these teenagers living in the apocalypse. Mm. Um, and the way it works is that it, you everyone has like everyone has these little camps. Um, technology technology is completely gone. So as is most cases in um, apocalypse worlds, but like in this universe, uh, there is this thing called bounty hunters. And these bounty hunters uh, get paid to go out and find family members of families that are still alive and put them to rest. Mm. Like it's, it's like that's it's really whole, cool. But they but in the in the in the actual universe and then on the outside, like in the real world as well, they have these trading cards. Like every bounty hunter has their own trading card. That's really cool, right? It's super neat. cool. It's um, one of my favorite books. Of I mean, time. another book. So you talk about like you know technology. Not to go too far down the tangent, but just to give more examples, a book I read. It's a young adult book. Like I went back and reread it like last year, and I was like, man, I remember this being so much better than it was. <laughs> it's like I've grown but, up, but it's also it was like a young adult book. So at the right. time, it was very appealing. Right. It's called The Roar. It's a very, Ooh. very not not very well known book. Uh, the Roar by Emma Clayton. Um, and it is actually, it's an apocalyptic book, but it doesn't seem like it at first because it's very much like there's still technology, there's still cities, mm. there's still society, but it's, I mean, it's an apocalypse book about like all the entire world was destroyed by this horrible plague. Like all of the animal, like animals are forbidden because they, you they are so angry, but I, I don't want to spoil it, but like there's yeah. so much more beyond the surface. But I mean, those are just some examples of like, you can scratch the surface, and millions of apocalypse oh, yeah. IPs will will come pouring like, out. Divergent and Hunger Games are like two other go. good examples. There you go. Of like different or different. Uh, those are more like dystopian societies. I still consider dystopian societies like yeah, an that's apoc- what the is. Right. I still an apocalypse. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, but the point is like just, uh, Divergent and Hunger Games are like great examples because like that to me shows a way that we could really become very more classist in society than we already are. Well, conspiracy time. Maybe these companies or shows, whatever, that they, they are pushing out all these apocalypse IPs, maybe they know when we're about to get shifted to another Ooh. world and they want to give us the same feeling we would have had in that apocalypse to make some money. So all of these, like, like... It's I not mean, all like capitalism. Bigger, yeah, yeah. All of these like big corporations oh are actually capitalism. telling us what happened yeah. before we got. So I mean, that would mean like, like under that that theory, that would mean The Walking Dead's real. That would mean Last of Us is real. That Thank would God, mean, The Last of Us. All of yeah, this year. I mean, that 19, would be, ooh, 1984 is real. Oh, Every single oh, kind of world is real. Oh, yeah, man. There's a lot. Think of, about it. That's uh, awful. That's that makes see that makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. it does. Exceptionally uh, uncomfortable. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll cut in really quick. I'm going to give you a list of words. You're going to tell me oh. which one of these words you remember me saying on that list. You ready? Bad. Do you remember me saying bad? No. No. Do you remember me saying frustrated? No. No. Do you remember me saying anger? Yes. Yeah, anger sounds right. Don't. Anger was not on the list. Okay. You son of a... Anger is actually mm. the critical word for that specific list. I can imagine because you used a bunch of synonyms yeah. of right. that word. So it's it's like a topic of like priming and, and false memory there. But like, I mean, they, they do like, like people do DRM false memory lists all the time. Now, this one wasn't as efficient as it could be because a, a lot of the time you don't necessarily tell the participant that it is a false memory list. Right. You just like you'll hand them a list. You'll be like, hey, read all these off. You've got like a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Read them off. Commit them to memory. We're going to bring you back in 10, 20 minutes, and you're going to, like, point, like, we're, we're going to show you a word. You're going to tell us if you saw it. Um, and, I mean, it is outstandingly significant 
the number of people like with that list that say anchor. I mean, there's another one where it's like steal, robber, jail, villain, a whole bunch like that. The critical word is thief. And mm. people will remember, it doesn't matter how many people you do, most of the people will remember hearing that critical word. I mean, it has some, like, it, it loops in with the rest of the list, but, like, that's a lot of Mandela effect we've been talking about. It's like, it's close, right. but not quite there, but everybody remembers it that way. There's a lot of really that's fun studies with the DRM task. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, it's very cool to read about. It's very interesting. Um, but anyway, anyway, back to what we were talking about. The, like, the idea of all of those, like, apocalypse things being legitimate. Um, yeah, that's, and it's, it's scary it's, to it's think creepy. about. Because there's so many out there. And the way, I guess, it would work is once we get shipped to another world, everyone leaves that world behind. Like, that world, there's nobody on there. No humans, nothing. And then the, uh, whatever, the, the show, the company puts out the show to show what it would have looked like if we were on that planet still. Which, I don't know, it's a scary thought. That's fascinating. Oh, okay. Okay, we need to go back to um, things that we misremember. Because I've been looking at this list that I have pulled up, and there are some things on here that are blowing my mind. You could go six, seven, eight hours with how many there are. No, I know, but there's just a few things that I want to bring up right quick. Uh, Okay, have you guys seen Jaws? Yes. Okay, what is one of the most famous lines from that movie? We're going to need a bigger boat. Say it again? We're going to need a bigger boat. you got to be kidding. Nope. You're going to need a bigger boat. Interesting. Interesting. You're going to need okay. a bigger boat. An- another good one. Um, how is Looney Tunes spelled? How do you remember Looney Tunes being spelled? L U O O N E Y T U U. O O N S. What is what he's saying? I love that. It's like 9 30 in the morning. No, that's completely okay. I love the fact you're sending it out. Tunes is T O O N S. No, it's Correct. no, it's no. tunes. T u n e s. You're lying. I'm, I'm not. I'm 100. Not you. lying at but all. But that makes no sense. Why would it be tunes? It's not music. It's a show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Another quick one. Uh, whoever saw the original Snow White? I probably uh, have. Okay, but like, but okay, so, but you guys, this is so prevalent in pop culture. What does the uh, evil queen say to the mirror? Mirror, it, mirror on the wall. Nope. Try again. Wait, re- what? what? Magic mirror on the wall. Is it really? Yes, it is. But in Shrek, mirror? they say mirror, mirror on the wall, right? Yeah, but and that, that's Shrek, Shrek dude. Yeah, but I, I not, remember more from that's, Shrek. That's, Shrek that's, is a parody in itself. Yeah. Like, I love Shrek. Oh, no way. Okay, so um, ha- have you guys ever had, uh, you know, popular brand of bologna or, or hot dogs mm-hmm. or bacon? Awesome. Oscar, Oscar Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. How do you spell how, it? How's, how's, how's it spelled? Is it? The last name. How's Meyer spelled? O S C A R. Didn't say ooh this time. M E Y E R. M E Y E R. No. Nope. M A Y E R. I mean, this makes this no is sense. insane. Or uh, oh, Riley, I'll direct this one at you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of um, Gandalf's most famous lines out of the Lord of the Rings series? Um, you keep it secret. Keep it safe. Is it fly, you fools? Um, hey, fly, you fools. Uh, was never said by Ga- uh, yeah. Uh, it's, actually, everyone remembers it as "Run, you fools." Really? No. See, mm. but my problem is, I mean, I rewatched the Lord of the Rings uh, multiple times. But I'm saying, like, but as, hate to burst your bubble again, but this memorable line was never said by Gandalf before his treacherous fall. You can clearly hear them saying, "Fly, you yeah, fools." Yeah, he says, you know. you fool, A lot fly, of them I've noticed and I've picked up is a lot of the Mandela effects is 
stemmed around one word sounding like a different word. Like with the Jaws one, your and were sounds so similar. Yeah. And because it's an older movie and the audio quality isn't as great as Which now. Which is fair. No, that's a yeah. fair thing to point out. But okay, here's a big one. Who's ever heard of Tank Man? Tank Man. You guys know not. what Tank Man is? No. Okay. No. And perhaps most memorable, Tank Man, the guy who stood in front of a bunch of tanks in Tiananmen Oh, Square. yeah, that one. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know it was that. You've never heard of you've never heard of Tank Man. I haven't, I haven't really. Heard of oh my gosh. Okay, Colton, would you like to explain uh, Tiananmen Square um, and Tank Man well, to Riley? Tiananmen Square. I don't know too much about it, but it was a uh, whole thing that China killed a whole bunch of people, I believe. So Tiananmen Square is a very popular place in uh, Beijing, and uh, there was an up there was a protest during the eight, uh, the late eighties, early nineties against the communist government at the time in China. Well, there's a famous video of a dude. He's labeled as Tank Man, standing in front of tanks. Yeah. Like, standing in front of the tanks, like, trying to stop yeah, their like progress. Yeah, like, grocery bags in hand. Yeah, he just has grocery. Like, he's just standing, and the tank is, like, moving, and he's, like, he's being that guy that's, like, he's standing in standing he's, there? There's, he like, three or four the, tanks, yeah. He's trolling the crap out of the Chinese military by standing in front of the tank. Well, everyone remembers the tanks running over and killing him. That never happened. Yeah. Hmm. They never ran over and killed him. He's, like, he was just, he was remained unharmed the entire time. Um, along the lines of, because you mentioned Lord of the Rings, and it reminded me of one of the coolest things um, that I remember seeing. Um, what, uh, actually, right before the, the line, fly you fools, what does Gandalf say when he is blocking the Balrog? You shall not nope. pass. Oh, my gosh, no. It's not my entire not life pass. is a lie. I'm sad. It is. You cannot pass. I am a servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Anor. You cannot pass. The dark fire will not avail you, flame of Udun. Go back to the shadow. You cannot pass. Oh my god, my but entire you life. Shall I, not I, pass. I, you shall not I've not even seen the movie. Like, I've and seen that, that clip so right. many times in my head. Oh my god. Maybe it's like a edit, like a, you know, for a trailer or it's something. Possible. Maybe? I, I maybe, but I swear to God it was um you shall not pass. Because you cannot pass. That's what I remember too, but I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, so I wouldn't be too uh, prevalent on that. That's um that's makes that makes me sad. Um I think in the movie, uh because that that's the book writing. I think in the movie in the movie it does say you cannot pass. I I'm I'm not sure I think he follows it up with you shall not pass in the movie or something. But like in the in the book itself, which I mean I'm going full nerdy on it, yes, it is, he is he never says you shall not pass. Wow. But I, I do now that I'm thinking about it, I, I would have to find out. But I, I think he says, um I'm pretty sure it's you cannot pass. And then I, I think in the movie he might actually say. All right, I have one final one because this might blow blow either of your minds. Uh, who? What's the name of the character or the uh, spokesperson that tells you that you only you can prevent wildfires? Uh, Smokey the Bear. Say it again. Smokey the Bear. Right. Try again. Wait, what? It's, it's just Smokey, just Smokey it's, Bear. It's just Smokey Bear. It's okay. not Smokey the Bear. Huh. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there you could go through infinite examples. Yeah, are, Does inf the Monopoly Man have a monocle? Yes. No. no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like, that, no, like, it's it's crazy, right? Because I've even seen like people talking about the Mandela effect talk about Pringles and be like, "Oh, does the Pringles can have a monocle?" And people are like, That's "I always no. remember it doing it, but I don't think he does because I think I'm remembering the Monopoly Man." But the Monopoly Man doesn't have a monocle either. You're remembering yeah. it based on the oh, what's his name, the Peanut, like the Mr. Yeah, Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Peanut. Yeah, Mr. Peanut. Exactly Mr. Peanut does. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fascinating. Like, uh, 
Pikachu's tail. Does it have does Pikachu's tail end in black? No, no, it doesn't. Right? I mean, but are you? Uh, I know too much about Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's like me that could confuse someone like me who doesn't know enough. But I I've come across that one before. But if I yeah, if I like a lot of people, you show them a picture of Pikachu with a black. I know you with a black tail. I know you like scary movies. Yes. Do you like scary I movies? I love scary or movies. Or at least classic scary movies. Uh, it would depend on what it is. Have you guys ever seen, um, oh, uh, is it, which one has Hannibal Lecter in? Is it Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Or, yeah, okay. You guys, have you guys seen Silence of the Lambs before? Um, I, I, I have. have. Actually, I think I have like, I started watching it actually for the first time like a week ago. And okay. I'm pretty sure I've still got like so 30 then, minutes Colt, I'll direct this towards you. What does Hannibal say to the main female character? What Like, what is his first line to her? You're going to have to repeat it to my mind. It's been a bit since okay. the movie. Do you remember it being Hello Clarice? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. Nope. It's Good Morning. No, Is it's it really? Hello Clarice. Yeah. We don't know what's scary. The fact that we remember Hannibal Lecter saying Hello Clarice or the reality that all he said was Good Morning. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That is neat. There's just... <sighs> so many. I mean, there's so, so much many. really This cool one stuff. shocked me. So this is about the Black Eyed Peas. And I, I I listened to the Black Eyed Peas growing up as a kid because this is what you did as a two thousands kid. Uh, but the, in the in the song Boom Boom Pow, there's a line that she says <laughs> called "I'm so two thousand and eight, you're so two thousand and late." Do you guys remember? Like, no, yeah, you know yeah. that line, right? Yeah, That's I remember a, it. Wrong. What? I'm so three thousand and eight, you're so two thousand and late. It's three thousand eight, not two thousand eight. A lot. See, a lot of these are they're they're just. Miss, like, like like a lot of the the speech ones for for instance like mm-hmm. um, fly you fools you you cannot pass or whatever right. which actually now that I'm really thinking about it I wonder if he does say you shall not pass in the movie um, I'm starting to I genuinely think he does I, I, it I've might just be the Mandela effect creeping be. back in I mean I remember seeing all the memes back then yeah just saying you shall like, not like pass like even the meme it says you shall like it's spelled out like yeah. with the subtitles you shall uh, not well, pass I mean yeah maybe maybe it's I don't know but I mean a lot of the word ones we're talking about it, it's just like I feel like it's just false mem- false memory on the on the basis of like hearing it wrong and remembering it wrong and somebody else heard it wrong yeah. and confirms that you think you heard it right now because they heard it the same way. But when you get to like pictures and stuff, I mean the it's pictures. it's crazy. Or or when you get to things like like the the Sinbad movie, mm-hmm. the Sinbad genie movie that just never existed. Like a lot of people attribute it to the Shaquille O'Neal movie. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Kazam, I think it is. Where he plays oh, yeah, a genie mixing up with yeah, Sinbad because Sinbad yeah, dressed I've, up I've like a genie that, at yeah. one point. Go for it. You all know the Fruit of the Loom logo. Yes. I was like, I should have just heard yeah. that one. The cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never, never, never exists. And it's yep. funny too because there's people that have images of it on yeah, there. I've seen it. Yeah, like, I've just seen it weird, before. Like, but I know it's not the real logo. Yeah. Or, um, I, I always thought it had it on there until I, you know, heard the theory and saw all right, it. All right, Riley, you love Star Wars, right? Mm hmm. C3P has two gold legs, doesn't he? He has a silver leg and a gold leg. What? No. And yeah. he has a red arm no. in the, the that's, that's in the sequels. No. Yeah. It, you didn't know that, right? He has a silver what leg in, in A New Hope. My, my brain is just <laughs> messed mm-hmm. up. I have one. I have two final questions. Okay, whoever's seen the movie Casablanca? I have not. Have you ever heard the famous line, play it again, Sam? Have you ever heard that famous line I before? I believe so. I believe so. Okay, that's not the real line. And I know this one because I've actually, I, I've watched the movie and my teacher pointed it out to us. It's not play it again. It is Play it once, Sam, for old times' sake. Hmm. See that one's hard. Like how did that's not like a simple mishearing. That's everyone so always said it's played again. It's no. It's it's completely See, different. that one's line. different. Like that one's very much different because yeah. we're we're not in the in the realm of, of you misheard. Of it. No, you hear like something as something really close. Like that's a full misremembering. 
But to, to get back to the sort of the conspiracy idea, like which one do we want to focus on? Because there's a lot surrounding. I mean, you've got your there's conspiracy of the so end of the world. Many. But the conspiracy, like the one that always fascinates me is the multiverse theory. Like the people who attribute it to the multiverse theory that we are remembering or, or we peered into and have memories from a different reality or our reality was was changed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what are you guys' just like thoughts on multiverse or alternate realities well i mean i like marvel and mcu and multiverse when i think of it i think i'm my first thought is mcu the portals opening up whatever but it's interesting and cool but also uneasy at the same time because going back to what logan said the individualism that you have you feel like you kind of lose it if you find out that yes other versions of yourself Exists. Yeah, there, there's an infinite number of views doing an infinite number of this exact thing, but just but a little different. I would honestly, I would love if I ever had the chance, and if the multiverse was real, to meet other me's. See, and see I, what I, they're I, doing. Cool. I agree with that. Here's the thing: is that I hey maybe in some multiverse our our podcast blew up and is doing really well. <laughs> see, that's that's the crazy <laughs> thing: is that there's so many. Again, there's infinite, infinite possibilities. And I like how Colton mentioned, like, the first thing he goes to is Marvel when it comes to the multiverse. I've been such a student of media my, like, in, without knowing it my entire life. I've seen so many different iterations of what the multiverse actually is. I've seen Marvel do it. I've seen DC do it. DC freaks me out mm-hmm. when it comes to the multiverse, especially because for a while in the comic books, they did this thing called the Dark Multiverse. Like, mm-hmm. they had the multiverse, which was already mm-hmm. bad, and then they had the dark multiverse, which was worse. Man, some of those comics were... Some of the DC comics mm-hmm. came, like... It's... Oh, I still can remember... There's a very vivid... I actually don't know if it's from the dark multiverse thing, but, I, like, DC did really well. Their illustrators were, were crazy. But I remember, I think it's Death of the Family. Yeah, there that's not multiverse, one, but, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not any of their multiverse, but I'm, I'm just, just no, on the Death topic of, the of DC. Crazy. I remember a full two-page art of the Joker... That will forever haunt my memories because oh, it that. is creepier the, than there's anything. A, there's a panel in that comic book as well of the entire Bat family having like, like cut like their faces. They looks like this. Not actually looks like they cut their faces off and then Joker put them back on. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's insane. But like so, so many different iterations of the multiverse and like so many like Supernatural did it and they did it differently. Um, like it just there's so many different ways to do it. I, personally, I would love to explore. However, and I only think that's because of like the excitement that comes from like consuming media and things like that. However, on the other token, like it it's could be crazy. Like it oh, yeah. could like we well, don't know what could happen if I were if we were to run across versions of each other. Because I've heard, I've heard, and I'm gonna Riley, I'm gonna finally give you an opportunity to use a coffee sound to bleep somebody out. Because this is I heard one time that there's two rules or there's two things that you must do if you ever come come across a doppelganger. You either fight them to the death, or you them. Like those, like those are the, those are the two things. Those are your only options. <laughs> okay. You fight those them, are you really the only or, options. You yeah, got? Suppose those are the yeah. only two options. When you those come across are just your two options. That's, That's as simple okay. as that. <laughs> um. I mean, well, like there, there's so many theories. There's like all oh, your dreams is used from the alternate universe right. telling you. But I, I wonder if it just is a natural appeal to our desire to explore. Because if there's one constant, like. Um, there's there's actually a, a lot of like games or or movies or shows that usually pretty deep dives. I know Fallout's actually one of the bigger ones, but that appeal to the idea of what if we weren't so focused on exploration or warfare? To touch on like, that, the yeah. Two, the two things that I feel like uh, I see, like like we see over and over 
like humankind has two focuses and that is killing each other and exploring and like like for instance fallout um is a is a pretty neat game that was like what if we when we found nuclear energy instead of using it for warfare um we used it for like creation and ease mm-hmm. of use and everything it's a neat concept but there's also like smaller like stuff that you can find that's like oh what if humankind was never obsessed with exploration we never sought to explore Ooh, and so when you are like like you're born in your town different. like there's no trade between <laughs> towns you don't know what's in between towns are there like there's a lot of really cool stuff i don't remember the name of a book i read that just i mean it completely blew my mind because of how well written it was but it explored that idea um, because like the whole plot was about these people that traveled between settlements in the world mm-hmm. that were like considered crazy and dangerous mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to or had a drive to explore. So nobody knew what was in between. And only like coastal towns knew that oceans existed. Wow. And so like it followed this this person who always traveled between landlocked like settlements and yeah. then had had to take something across the ocean and it, it was creepy cool because it's like running into sharks for the imagine experiencing sharks for the first time never even knowing water could be like there could be that much water in one wow. place okay so you just unlocked a core memory for me from high school about a hypothetical conversation i had one time about what if what if instead we as humans discovered the ability to fly first before we discovered how to make boats we would have mm. different boats mm. what was that we would have no need for boats. Well, I'm, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm being serious. Like, what? Like, we, like, in the history of our world, we discovered really? how to make a canoe before we discovered how to fly. Yeah. What if that was swapped? What if we figured mm. out how to fly first? Oh, I thought you like fly, like uh, the humans flying, not the planes. That would be cool too. <laughs> that, uh, like, no, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, actually, like transport humans in, in, through a mechanism of flight before we figured out how to uh, get yeah, into the I ocean. Mean, it would completely change every. Like, imagine Everything. if we could explore. Well, actually, we're we're at the point where. What if we figure out the multiverse first before we figure out how to travel into space? Yeah, something yeah. I've seen. What, we what if, are in the age. We are too late, or uh, we were we were born too late to explore the world. I mean, pretty much all of it's been found. Besides, like the deep, deep ocean Mary parts, all that. I don't. Uh, we can't go to that yet. That stuff we too. Uh, yeah, too early. I don't, I don't want to talk. We're about too early to explore the depths of space or uh, time travel. If that ever happens. Which is a that's whole another that's a whole other thing if we ever talk about that. Yeah. Oh, but right now where we are, there really isn't too much for us to explore, but smaller little parts of the world. But what's crazy is we know more about space and about our universe than we do about our own ocean. Yes, and that's I've heard freaky. This. That how how me out. I love the ocean. Okay, right. So here's I what's crazy. I love the ocean. Um, and I'm going to like really show how much of a psychopath I am. <laughs> I love the idea. Like it actually excites me. The idea of floating in the middle of the ocean and not being able to see or know what's below me. I would freak my, out. My no, spouse has thalassophobia. So the idea of even being in the water, not knowing what's there, scares the living crap out of them. Right. And so it's like this, which is crazy. Like, you know, I love the ocean. Like I would spend every day of my life on a beachfront, like home, being able to explore the ocean if I could. But we know so little about our own ocean in comparison to what we know about space. I mean, we've landed on the moon, but I mean, I don't know the actual statistic, but how, yeah, <laughs> air quotes <laughs> from Logan. <laughs> but I mean, we have explored so little of our own ocean. Yeah. There and could it be. shows like, we, like, oh. 
how much we love exploration, but how much we lack in exploration. Yeah. What could be living down there, you know? I mean, Megalodons maybe, could still be real. Right, right. And and this is a crazy that tangent to get on talking about Mandela effect all the way to the ocean, but White Shrew was in that one. I mean, yes, he was. Um, to but anyway, to to return us a little bit, if you don't mind, to no, like it. the topic of Mandela effect. Yeah, and we really, kind of dived off. Like we're we're kind we, of pulling we, toward more towards multiverse theory, but um, I mean, they kind of like it's the one of the primary conspiracies people yeah. talk about with Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw a theory recently that was really neat. Um, I know all of us um, fre- frequently play uh, tabletop role-playing games, right. right? You've got, like, your Dungeons & Dragons. You've got your um, Powered by the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Pathfinder, Starfinder. All, all sort of really good ones. Um, what if, hear me out, when you play Dungeons & Dragons, for example, sure, um, it is not cre- you're not creating something new. Ooh. I've thought about that before. You are subconsciously playing out a memory from a different reality. That's cool. Like, like imagine that. Like, I, I saw a theory about it. I mean, sure, you could poke a million and a half holes into it, but it's a neat theory to think about, like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, another similar one I saw is video game developers, um, which this one kind of diminishes the work that, like, story writers put in, which kind of sucks. I'm not a huge fan of that, but it's like, what if video game writers don't actually come up with their stories intentionally, but subconsciously it's memories that are given to them by themselves in an alternate universe in which that, that game is, is real. That is neat. Well, I can see why you say that diminishes the work of story. I like video game writers. I still think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, it's a cool idea. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Because they obviously have to get the inspiration from somewhere. Because like exactly. my my favorite example is like the lore. There is so much of this, but there's so much lore packed into the world of Destiny. Oh, which wow. is why I love playing that game so much. Because it's just so yeah. much. And it, like it, we've been and we've been playing Destiny for oh lord over over seven years at least. It's been it's been almost it's at least been more than a decade. Oh, let, and there's uh, so much packed into that. We're yeah, only scraping I mean, the surface of what's actually true. What not. if that's an actual like an, an alternate rea- right like I'd go live there. We could we could go down this rabbit hole for days. But <laughs> real quick, I know yeah. we're kinda of running on long here. But it deals with multiverse. So it's I'm not sure the exact term for it, but there is this theory and it scientists could say, I mean it can't happen. Where if your finger aligns like with a wall or something, the exact perfect alignment with the atoms and everything, you just phase through. Like it's very, it oh, can barely yeah, happen. I've heard about that. I mean, if you and like it, yeah. What if that can happen, but with like multiverse? Like, have you wow. ever heard of the back rooms? Like where you clip oh. through the wall or something, fall, and now you're in this area that I mean, and you that, don't know. Like when we originally pitched this topic, we were talking about the Mandela effect, and I actually I was thinking of the Mandela catalog, yeah, um, which is sort of along the lines of like VHS horror, um, which kind of like back rooms is, is along the similar to that. So it's funny we get there, but um, yeah, no, like like you that that's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and imagine like what if all it is is that like when it aligns perfectly. It's not like you phase necessarily into an alternate reality. You just swap places with you from an alternate One reality. One wrong step and you're already out. Yeah, I, I mean, was, and it's and it's simple changes. For instance, it Febreze, have Febreze having one, one E, e in this two. alternate universe instead of two. All of us already could have been misplaced because yeah. we all remember different well, things. It's funny that you say that because I remember this guy I knew in high school. He used to joke all the time whenever he misremembered things that he was multiverse slipping. <laughs> like he would just slip between different universes like all the time. Especially <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you remember this? And he goes, No. I'm like, are you sure? Like, you and I've talked about this before, and he goes, "Crap, I must be slipping through the multiverse again." Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" All three of us could be from different. Oh worlds. yeah, totally. 
I mean, could all not certainly. be from this one yeah. right here, exactly. this universe. Like, and and that's where it comes. Like that's why everybody misremembers things. And and maybe, maybe like that's why. I mean, of course you're you're a Pokemon nerd, so probably not. Like if we're being realistic, but to exercise the idea, like maybe that's why you specifically remember the Pikachu of this alternate universe. You've been in, you've been here long enough to know. Like no, he doesn't have black on his tail. Yeah, but there's but probably like, a universe I out there that does. Am from maybe the alternate universe where he does have black on his tail. And so, like, I mean, there's a million ways you can think about it. And it's just such a cool idea to be like, oh, it's more than just um, a large-scale population misremembering. Just while we were recording this, you might have shifted in your chair just the right way and been misplaced. And now there's a new you. Yeah, we and, don't know. And now we have a hundred thousand people subscribe. No. Yeah. <laughs> what we could, what we could always uh, go back and say is that just to kind of finish it up with one final theory is that mm-hmm. you know, I, I, at the end of every episode, we uh, Ryan and I always joke about how, like this is all simulation and the like because it's like a haha matrix joke because we find it. I've been doing that. We've been doing that since the first episode, and we've just been doing it ever since. Uh, what if this? What if our Mandela effect or the mis misremembering things is just glitches in the system? It very well could mm, like be. Like, the programming just got a little screwy, and, like, the, the like the like whoever's in charge of the Matrix has to, like, just fix it. It's like, it's like, a, it's like, it's like bugs. You just have to do a software update. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, straight, like, you see two E's in Febreze. It's like the whole, if you ever see two of the same thing, like the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the cat. Yeah, I remember um, that. Man, there's just so much. I mean, hey, maybe, maybe, um... Maybe the guy who does, runs the Linen Murder Truth website is onto something. Maybe in an alternate <laughs> universe. Okay. One so, final Mandela thing before we can move yeah, on. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll really pop quick, before we conclude. Really quick. Um, what color is chartreuse? Can anyone tell me? I have what? no idea. What I, color is chartreuse? I, all I know is that chartreuse is a color. Isn't it like a blue? Okay. It's like a... It sounds like a green. Mm, what was it? Sound like a green. Okay, most color. people think it's a pink, like it's a, like a offshoot offshoot of pink, but it is actually green. Really? Is like it really? Every like I always think of it as. Pink. I was just throwing yeah. out a guess. Like no, legitimately, like everyone thinks that chartreuse. <clears throat> you see that pink color? Yeah. Everyone thinks that's chartreuse. The I green color that's next yeah. to it is actually the color. Yeah, it's chartreuse. like a dark green too. Mm-hmm. It's not even like it's. Light. You would think just the way it sounds, chartreuse. Oh, it's like a like a pink. I'll put it next to Oosta spruce and then uh, spruce is a tree. Trees have green leaves. That's what I don't know why. That's <laughs> man, what look I at my man with word association. Yeah, yeah. Wow, look at that. Um, and it worked out. Okay, so um, I want to find I want to find a good one here because so far we've had some heater paragraphs from this. Oh, but God. Logan, do you want to you want to really yeah, quick give so him just a short one or two minute summary as to Colton, what we're about to do? A while ago, Riley and I came in to record an episode and we didn't really have a topic set out. So we were just kind of looking around i've kind of like just looked up another crazy website as i usually do about like yeah. just some bite-sized conspiracy theories to talk about that's how we stumbled upon the kkk possibly running uh snapple uh we debunked that one but that was a whole thing um point is is that riley came across this theory that suppose and then it's sponsored by this guy named it was it steven lightfoot right that's i think that's what his name, Ste- was. His name is steve lightfoot and he has this entire website dedicated to the conspiracy, his kid's conspiracy theory that you, so you know, John Lennon, the famous Beatle, was assassinated, correct? Yes. Right? Everyone, I think we're sure, like, me growing up, I learned it was some crazy fan. Um, well, this guy has a theory that the person that actually gunned down personally John Lennon was none other than Stephen King. And it was in a, it was in a uh, massive conspiracy plot involving not only Ronald Reagan, but Richard Nixon. In a communist um, Jude- uh, Jewish takeover of America. That is. <laughs> right? That is a wild theory. Right? 
it, it is like I, I can believe some pretty far fetched things. Yeah, but that one's just like all these people don't really connect. Like Stephen King speechless. and Ronald Reagan. I was absolutely speechless. Yeah, when it comes to like when it came to this theory, and part of the reason why that he believes it's true is because uh, he either him himself or he's asked other people to do it for him have asked Stephen King like in interviews did you do this and Stephen King's only response was no comment no comment because Stephen King's messing with him right. yeah Stephen okay. King's a Stephen horror King's writer Stephen King's yeah, yeah, it is what it is okay so I've got a, I've got a fun paragraph here that I feel like is not only a lot of fun but it's gonna let us see a little bit more of Stephen Lightfoot's sort of um, I genuinely believe this crappy man. nature, right? So this we guy already, already know the dude's crazy. The I dude's, believe this man genuinely has psychosis. Super like, anti-Semitic, <laughs> like super anti-Semitic. Very anti-Semitic. In this paragraph, um, it also alludes. I'm not going to do direct quotes of the entire thing because it's kind of long. Um, he's also super racist and homophobic. Um, but oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of skip over some of the things that he says for that. But um, he's the, the paragraph is uh, June 1999. Stephen King was struck by a van and seriously injured, almost killed, in fact. Dozens of broken bones leaving him on crutches in time um, to uh, watch his daughter marry a black lesbian woman. Um, goes into some other things. Um, and he continues, don't really know how this is too terribly connected. Oh, oh, yeah, here it is. So he says, however, in 1992, uh, he had me ticketed several times in a few days and some other tricks he played on me, such as, Hiring two teenagers to try to disconnect my brake lines. I caught them in the act. A um, couple of other things. Um, and he says, the moral of the story uh, is he had me falsely arrested and slandered on national televised news as a stalker for, dis for stalking him. Um, but what he says, for displaying a sign outside his book signing in Santa Cruz in 1994 that read, Stephen King is a murderer. It's true or he'd sue. That night, in front of the crowd, he said, uh, and this is quoting Stephen King, I guess we took a few shingles off of his, meaning Stephen Lightfoot, roof today. Then Stephen King got mowed down in Lewiston, Maine, and almost killed years later. I ran him out of Maine, and he, was, and he has lived in Florida for decades now, secretly. Which also, he's like falsely arrested and slandered on, uh, as, as a stalker, even though... Um, uh, to to give you a little bit more insight, he had been literally stalking Stephen King. This guy sounds like he's just obsessed with Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Uh specifically on on that little paragraph about just anything. Pick it apart. I've been waiting for something like this for a while, but Colton, please, this, please explain. I, I think this guy just dived into something and then just ran with it and <laughs> added more and more. And I think he's at the point. I feel like it might have started as a joke, but then he did more, and then he just started believing his own opinion. But there, he might have some undiagnosed mental illness or something, because like there, this doesn't sound like any, like I don't know, rational person. Rational. There is no thought. way this is a joke. I I I hundred percent believe that this man. Oh, believes not anymore. No, this no, guy sunk his whole life into it. This is his entire like he is. This is his about, identity. Like he's talked about multiple like death threats and like things that have like okay for this paragraph alone. Teenagers messing with brake lines, they're teenagers. They're gonna do like stupid things. Like, exactly. Well, I mean, also like this is within the time frame that he was actively harassing and stalking Stephen King, right? right? So, I mean, I imagine 
like teenagers who really liked Stephen King being like, all right, we're going to mess this guy up, yeah. which is now not good. Like don't cut people's brake lines. You will just, you're going to kill a, probably yeah, a, lot a lot more than just that. Yeah. Person. I can also imagine if the guy, the, the Stephen, what is his name? Stephen Lightfoot or something Steve like that. Lightfoot, yeah. I could also imagine this guy is probably not a very nice guy. He's like to anybody. No, if he's racist, no. if he's homophobic, if he's anti-Semitic, from everything that he's we've, probably not we've a very gathered good about this individual so far, again, I genu- I've been waiting for you to mention something <laughs> about this, especially because I've been curious this entire time. Like, is like a Stephen King ever like actually know this guy existed? Now that you know that he's public, like he publicly like showed him out as a stalker, I'm not <gasps> surprised. Like, I'm not surprised at all. This this guy, like he he is insane. Like, I genuinely believe this man has psychosis. He is just deranged. Like he, he is the he is the type of conspiracy theorist that I see has wearing a tinfoil hat. Yeah, all Certainly. the time. And just so you know, um, dude is a a terrible person. Like he opens up his yeah. footnotes calling his readers slurs. So yeah, and that's why bad. my first thought is, you know, I don't think the teenagers are cutting his brake lot uh, brake whatever they are wires to protect to protect. I think they, to... this guy did something really mean towards these teenagers, and they're getting in an act of a oh yeah, a thousand percent because insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, I'll, I'll, I'll mention again, we mentioned it last week, but I'll mention again, um, uh, recently his website was hacked and they, oh, yeah. and somebody just fully removed the purchase button for his book, <laughs> which is oh, just Oh, who tough. published his book? Yeah, he published he a book. He published his it's book. Bad. He did it himself. It is bad. Let's say if a company published that, yeah. I would be surprised. Scholastic. <laughs> There's no way. He had to have self-published. There's... Yeah, so ending on a wonderful note, uh, as always, of, of good old Stephen Lightfoot and his terrible, terrible worldviews. Um, <laughs> uh, to move back to our um, to the start of the episode with our coffee today, um, the milk bag number 34, it's their red honey. Um, flavor notes are supposed to be um, chocolate, almond, and praline, uh, and uh, of course the red honey. It's supposed to be mild and sweet. Uh, I believe it's just a medium roast. Um, what are your What are your thoughts? Just some quick thoughts. Rate it on a one to ten, whichever um, way you want to start. So as I stated last time, I was on the on this podcast. I'm not a big coffee guy. I never really tried it. And the last coffee we had, it was all right. It was like a six out of ten, I believe, is what I rated mm-hmm. it. This one. I've actually drank most of it after putting a couple of cups of creamer in there. It was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't rate it 10 out of 10 because I wouldn't know what a 10 out of 10 coffee is. But I put up there like an 8 or <laughs> like 9 out of 10 nine. coffee. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was really good. Um, so, I, uh, I, I, you, this is a medium roast. It's not a, it's not a dark roast. I, I think it's Cause it roast. tastes like a dark, it, to my opinion, it tastes like a dark roast. Like, it's, it's super dark. I could definitely get the hint of chocolate. In the flavor notes, uh, not the praline. That's kind of odd. Um, maybe the red honey. Uh, I honestly give this a six out of ten. Six. It was. It was. I added a, a bit of creamer and sugar as well after the initial taste, but it was just bitter. I mean, it, I it, will it, say like that. That could come to the way I brewed it, I, which is fair. I, I I do grind my beans on the slightly finer side, which. I mean, the finer your grind, the stronger it's going to be. Right, and that's and that's completely okay. And I, it definitely was strong, and I will comment on that. But I'm just saying, like, it was just, for me mm-hmm. personally, it was just a little bitter. And I was just yeah. like, eh, it is what it is. I've accepted that about coffee nowadays. So I'm 6 just, out of 10? So I'm going to say 6 out of 10, yeah. I, I mean, I've had this a few times. I'll be honest, this is my first time having it. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, I'm more than happy that I picked this up. And, and I got it from a local bakery mm-hmm. because they were like, oh, it's it's somewhat local. Like, it's around here. It's It's not our town but it's in kentucky it's it's decently nearby they're mm-hmm. local and they're supposed to be good and i was like you know 
it's not too expensive, so I picked it up, and I've I have never regretted it since. But like, I think I'm realizing, um, local or like like local roastery coffees are. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Are just so much better than anything else I've had because I've had just yeah. stuff like I'll buy from from a, a grocery store or something. But um, for instance, like the the first couple coffees we tried on the podcast were local to my hometown. They were right. local to well near my hometown, local to like around Champaign, Illinois, right? Which was like U of I is yes. Um, and oh man, not U of I, U I U C. No, U U of I is in Champaign. Is it University of Illinois? Yeah. Oh. Well, I yeah. know UIU uh, UIUC is there too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple, but yeah, U of I is like main kit. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, and I've just noticed that like local brew, like local breweries or well, not breweries, it'd be roasteries are just, I mean, amazing, like so much better. Local tins that seem to taste better than you know. What's the word for it? Corporate or whatever? I would say mass more produced. Uh, or mass produced. I, I would say I would say um, commercial. Commercial. I mean, that's more right. commercial coffees. As is makes sense. Like right. if if it's like local places, just I mean a lot of times they're a bit more expensive, but they just do stuff better in my yeah. opinion. It and tends to be more so fresh ways. too. I think, more I think fresh, it's fresh. I think it's all a mental thing as well. Like if, it, if like there's someone who's actively putting in the hard work right in front of you, you get more of a yeah. You, you, you form more of an feeling. attachment to that product compared to like again something that's more commercial, something that's more streamlined or yeah. mainstream. Like it's still potentially good quality. It's just, you have less of a connection to it because it's not something that you actively watched being made mm-hmm. or had an mm-hmm. person one-on-one interaction with that person who was also making what you were consuming. Right. I will also note just another thing really quick before we move on to the conspiracy rating, um, on the website. So like it's their red honey number four, but on the website in the actual like, um, bar, it says uh, it's not tagged as red honey. It's tagged as El Salvador. So I'm guessing it's probably, uh, beans from El Salvador. Oh, then mm. yeah. I mean, that's like that's, that's some strong coffee and good. Coffee. It tastes it's good. really good. No, it's for... good coffee, but it was, that's some strong coffee. I, I think yeah. I really want to try beans from Cuba because I've heard Cuban coffee is like I would love to straight love like to. straight adrenaline shot. Like I've heard, I really want to try co- uh, coffee beans from Cuba. Um, yeah. So uh, that's the rating for the coffee, which again, very very good. Uh, I'm disappointed you didn't like it as much, but it's understandable. Like to each their own. Yeah. I, I will find something for you to ten out of ten. I <laughs> did, will. Did it's I not my, ten out of ten the last goal. coffee we tried? Was or? it? Did you ten out of ten? Did I ten out of ten the Hawaiian I don't coffee? Remember. I vaguely remember being like, "This is some great coffee." Well, but the then viewers again, can made, find out by listening to the percolator. last podcast. Then yeah. again, it was made in the percolator, and yeah, I thought it was yeah. good anyways. Uh, so. What what about the conspiracy? The Mandela effect, which also sort of morphed into multiverse, multiverse conspiracy, but I mean that's just the way it goes. What are your what are your baseline like like wrap up your thoughts and give us Mandela a Mandela effect, it's fun. Like it's not like mm-hmm. one of those theories like you know, Area fifty one where like there's a whole rabbit hole of the government, whatever. You can make it like that, but it tends to not be like no, that. It's, it's just a fun theory to mess around with your friends, like, Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Well mm-hmm. that didn't actually happen. The multiverse, which we talked about pretty much the same amount of uh, the Mandela effect, that one's a really fun theory as well because there's so many different possibilities. Like, I could be someone else. I could be Adam Sandler in another universe, but he's me. <laughs> like, I, I look like him. I talk like that would him. Be fun. But he has my name. Does that make me Kevin James or David Spade? Hmm. What do you think, Robbie? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Kevin James. Think Kevin yeah, James. Kevin That's James. fair. I can see that. <laughs> so, so what's your, what's your rating? I think a, a seven out of ten for the multiverse, and just because it's more of a fun and not really a mm-hmm. rabbit hole one, like a five six out of ten for the uh, Mandela effect. Logan, um, I'd say for this conspiracy or the, for this theory overall on this topic, I'd give it like a. I really want to say ten, but I, I, I 
and but I feel like I, I feel like that's like too. Much. I give it like a nine. Like this a was nine. this was a fun one just to talk about because it's it's fun to sit there and be like, hey, you remember this thing? Wrong. You know, you don't remember this thing properly. That's the, you know, that's part of the conspiracy, right? And I just, I, I this is a very fun topic to talk about. And I had greatly yeah. enjoyed having this one today. Definitely. It definitely. was fun. I mean, I think I'd give it like a, I think I'd give it a seven out of 10, uh, just like overall for, for everything we talked about. Cause Mandela effect, it's not technically like a conspiracy theory. It's more of just a theory in psychology that's, yeah. that's been tested. But yeah. um, as far as the way it branches into a conspiracy theory, it's fun. You know, yeah. multiverse theory or the government changes, you know, like right. or, or some higher power. It's fun. I definitely right. think that the Mandela effect is a conspiracy in itself. <clears throat> like in my, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest, like the Mandela effect is a conspiracy in itself. Uh, Propagated by uh, psycholo- uh, psychologists and, psych- and <laughs> people who study the human brain. I'm gonna be completely wrong. Well, Riley would know. He I was like, Riley would know. Professor, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us, Colton. Uh, it was good time. to have you on. It was fun discussion. Coming out early in the morning, having yeah. some coffee yeah. and talking about dumb stuff. Um, it's great to have you. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, just like we mentioned last time, you can find Colton on air for WKWC 90.3, which is the radio station that graciously allows us to use their studio to record and post on their platform, which we are always very grateful for. Um, if you have any ideas for coffee or conspiracies, uh, that we should try out, uh, go ahead and send us an email, Logan. At pantherradio at kwc.edu. Uh, yeah, send us an email. Just make sure to know. Oh, for, it's for coffee and conspiracies, so we can make sure it gets to uh, it gets to us and gets to the right people. Um, any final thoughts, Colton? Uh, no. Yeah. Can't All right. Think of any. Short and sweet, right to the point. Um, and most importantly, always remember: nothing is a simulation. Stay asleep, Neo. <laughs>